Hi, everybody. My name is Mike Manning. And I'm Trinity French. And we are your business coaches at Wired to Change. With the number two. We help you get your business to the levels you want to get it to so you can enjoy the life of a small business owner. Mike Manning, guess what we have in store today? We have a treat, don't we? We do. And she's beautiful. We have a very, very special guest today. So my friend, Alicia Gerardo, which I was sitting here practicing saying her last <laughs> name over and over before we officially started recording, um, is our guest speaker, presenter, and business owner extraordinaire who's going to be joining us today. I like it. Say hello. Hi. Thank you very much for having me. We're very excited to have you. So Alicia came onto the scene to me about a year and a half ago. Mm-hmm when um, I met her through a good friend of mine, Cameron, and they were dating. Mm-hmm. And he's now my fiance. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. 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 So they how have... did you and Cameron meet? Cameron and I met. Hang, hang on a second. Let me, I always love these guessing games with <laughs> okay. Trinity. So it's either networking or at a bar. Actually, I think it was kickball, right? You it guys met kickball. through kickball. Which it led to kickball. a bar after the yeah, game. Yeah, probably. <laughs> okay. In the bar on site during the game, yes. The kickball field So is he a pretty a good kickball player? He's actually a really good kickball player. So your standards are high, right? Yeah. We like He's that. very athletic. You, okay. So I don't want to give a spoiler, but Alicia owns a yoga studio. Okay. When we just did our last podcast where Scott was on two podcasts ago, we Scott visited and we talked yes. about being married to a small business owner. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about a guy who absolutely is so supportive of his future wife, Cameron is quite possibly it's making me like a little like yeah, teary eyed because he does yoga with her. He's her personal photographer. Oh, wow. yeah. Like he's always he's at all the performances. He's yes. at all of the things. He's the best. Support what kind of performances? System. Oh, man, we do aerial performances as well. So more of the aerial acrobatics that I'm involved in. Wait, you in. and Cameron do? Um, Actually, we did do one yes. together, and that was it quite was amazing. Like, like in the circus? Yeah, we could modified circus for Cameron. But nice. yeah, he was picking me up in cool acrobatic shapes, and he's oh, really, wow. really strong. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you do? Yeah. So people understand what, what yoga area. Yeah. yeah. That's not traditional <laughs> yoga studio. It is not. <laughs> no, it's way cooler. It is. So um, I teach and have a yoga and aerial studio. Now what aerial is, is a little bit more of the circus style fitness that you may see going around right now. So we do a lot of aerial yoga to help you stretch a little bit deeper in postures, to help you to uh, deepen in some areas that you feel stuck. And then we also have a more circus style fitness class, which is pulling your body weight up in really cool shapes and then turning them into sequencing. And then if you want, work towards performing. Go ahead and give a plug to your business, where it is, where people can Uh, find you. Yeah, so my studio is Pura Vida Studio in Cary, North Carolina. And we opened last January, so we just came up on our one-year anniversary this year. The first year's the toughest. It was the toughest. (laughs) It was really, really hard, but it was super rewarding. Is this something you've always wanted to do? Um, I've known I've always wanted to help people and teach people. I didn't really know that the business ownership part is something that I wanted. (laughs) It kind of developed in the last couple of years, but I started once going around to other studios teaching, seeing that maybe I needed to put my little taste into the community and make some changes. Is there a website people can go to? Yes, uh, NC.com. Uh, spell that slowly for everybody listening. P-U-R-A-V-I-D-A-Studio-N-C.com. Okay. 
<laughs> and I have personally taken multiple classes. I've done the regular yoga, which was actually a glow class. Oh, yeah, that was super fun. And that was super fun. We painted ourselves with glow paint, and it was a really, <laughs> really nice way to do yoga in the dark. And I loved it because I felt no inhibitions. Mm -hmm. It's kind of like when you go into a spin class and you love it because the music's pumping mm -hmm. and it's dark in there and no one's judging you because you really can't see each other. That's how the glow yoga was for me. It was if I could do glow yoga every day, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I love yoga. Fun, yeah. But I also hosted a bachelorette party for one of my friends at the studio. That was really fun because we got to use the aerial silks. Um, unfortunately, I had a broken wrist at the time, so I could only do about like 10%. Hey, but you modified and you but still I killed it. I modified <laughs> and um, hung, literally hung in there <laughs> on those silks and then was very sore and paying for it afterwards. But the girls loved it. It was one of the probably other than my own bachelorette party, the most fun bachelorette party I've ever been to. That's completely different. It's so it different, is. but it's a it's a new thing that's going around. So we do birthday parties, we do bachelorette parties, we do mom's night out, girls night out, we do just different types of events to get people doing their thing together. Um, and then they have the opportunity to just work together more of a, as a group. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. So how did you get the idea to start your business? Um, long story short, I was teaching at my home studio for like four or five years at the time. And I was in Costa Rica with my now fiance. And I found out on the second day when I was there that my home studio closed down. And I was super bummed out because that was my full time job. It was I didn't know what I was going to do. And so from there, you know, Cameron was convincing me like, Alicia, it's time. It's time. You have the following. You have the people. You have the ambition. You have the drive. You have all these ideas. It's time. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And he kept talking to me further deeper into it and we started expressing it more and then um we went white water rafting and i was still super bummed out and then the first tour guy comes up and he says pura vida and that means pure life simple life happy life wow. and it just immediately resonated with me and i immediately was like that's it yep i think i am ready so we went further into exploring thoughts and ideas during the rest of the trip and then i came home and immediately started working yeah. That is awesome. I got goosebumps. <laughs> when, when he was, before you went on the whitewater trip and he was telling you, you have the following, you're ready, now's the time. Deep down, did you kind of know he was right? Yeah, always. He kind of is always <laughs> right. That's Cameron for you. But yeah, I can't sure. wait for him to listen to this. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be like, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I kind of felt deep down that it was time, but I guess I needed that extra push, um, that extra motivation. And he's always been there for that. And no regrets? No regrets. No regrets at all. It was a little faster than I expected, the mm -hmm. opening the business part, but I feel that if it went any differently, it wouldn't have been to where it is now. What was the aha moment that you thought, you know what, I got this? Um... The more that I started traveling around doing workshops, so in that intermediate time while I was still creating the business, I was teaching around and doing workshops at different studios, and I started to see this collective following of people that were my same people, my same clients, and then starting to grow that more and more around the triangle. I went to Chapel Hill, I went to Durham, I went to Raleigh, I went to all these different places, and it started growing and growing and growing. They were asking for more and more and more of me. And so from there, I'm like, okay, maybe this is right. Maybe I do need some stability for them mm -hmm. so they can have that consistency. That's awesome. Yeah. What has been the most difficult part about getting started? 
help. <laughs> Finding help was probably the hardest yeah. thing. Doing all the things myself was hard. Uh, building the business, figuring out how to do a website, figuring out all the back end portion of it, but also the teaching portion of things. So I'm one person and we're in a decent sized community where I can't do it all by myself, you know, 12 hours of the day. Right. So finding qualified help was probably the hardest thing for me to find for both the yoga portion of the studio and the aerial portion, which aerial is a little bit more liability and a lot <laughs> more uh, just a lot different. Mm -hmm. So finding qualified instructors and keeping qualified instructors was the hardest thing in this area. For yeah, because there's probably a delicate balance between finding really good people, being able to get them enough hours that it makes it worth it. And they have their own daytime to, jobs as yeah. well. Right. Yeah. And making the scheduling work mm -hmm. and what happens when one teacher's sick and how do you have somebody cover a class exactly. and then not burning out your body. Yeah. Teaching every single class mm -hmm. or your mind. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm like, oh, I got this, I got this. I can I can sub that class. Okay, and then it starts to add up to four classes I had to sub on top of my own classes. It does start to get to that point. So luckily I've created a nice community, and we have a nice community right now with some stability where if someone's sick, someone else can pick up. So it's not all on me right now. When you yeah. opened, how many classes did you have the first week? Um, how many each day did you have? I think I had at least two going on a day okay. um, and we're open seven days a week now that's expanded to uh, I don't know we have maybe three to four to five classes per day depending and we're open seven days a week plus we also include workshops um, that are different from our schedule so whatever's not on the schedule regularly we try to do something different like we have uh, maybe like a dance workshop to teach people how to dance or be a little bit more comfortable on the ground or do s an apparatus that we don't have on the regular schedule or just a different style event or maybe something mom and me, uh, mm -hmm. just different mm -hmm. things to cater to all parts of our community so it doesn't feel like it's just all aerial all the time or all yoga all the time. Right. One of the things that Alicia did over the summer, which I thought was awesome, was her summer camp. Yes. Because um, one of my ex-boyfriends had a daughter, uh -huh. and she would come stay with us over the summer. <laughs> she lived out of town. Here we go. And <laughs> Anytime she starts a sentence with one of my ex-boyfriends, like, hey, we're still, <laughs> Hey, we're still really good friends. Oh, I, I believe that because still you stated on a prior podcast <laughs> that you could sell a house to all your ex-boyfriends because you're still in touch with them. So. <laughs> you know, I can't help it that I like to pick really good people and yeah. surround myself with them. Exactly. That's what um, so to anyways, plug to Max, really nice guy, fabulous daughter, one of the sweetest, best kids I'd ever met. But one of the things that was so hard when she would come visit every summer was finding a good quality mm -hmm. camp to put her in yeah. so she wouldn't go absolutely mind numb sitting at home watching TV yep. or something that wasn't, you know, too young or kid oriented because when she was you know getting to be seven eight years old some of the camps were too young mm -hmm. alicia had a summer camp that she did for her yoga students which involved arts and crafts and yoga and, and teaching aerial, and aerial partner stuff oh my gosh so cool like one of the coolest ideas that i'd seen in a really long time and i'm sure that your students absolutely loved being able to do that um, it was so much fun it was rewarding the most exhausting five weeks of my life <laughs> but also the most rewarding i taught 50 kids 50 kids that were not a part of the studio um so it was a bunch of just i don't even know how it got out there word of mouth which was pretty cool and um 
yeah, we just, it was a whole day. You either had drop-ins if you couldn't make the whole week, if you could just drop in for the day or half the day or the full day and gave them a little bit of taste. We started with yoga and meditation in the morning. I exposed them to how to deal with their stress and anxiety with some essential oils and their breathing techniques. And it was really cool to watch, you know, because it was from like six years old all the way up to 14. So we had some siblings take class together too. And they would start to butt heads mm-hmm. a little bit being together that long. And I would make them breathe the get together. And I would make them do these cool exercises together that they ended up just connecting in a different way. That's and awesome. it was really special to watch that and watch just over the course of one week to see how they started to how they ended in just one week. And yeah, you are part of their personal development. Yeah, and that was the wellness portion is so important. Not just all the tricks and the flips and all mm-hmm. that, like really working on their well-being and their mindfulness and how to deal and take their yoga off the mat into their daily lives. Is that something you're going to continue? Absolutely, yeah. And out of that, did some of the parents realize, well, if my kids are getting value, I probably should look at that too. Yes, I have a lot of moms that started coming, taking classes as well, because they saw the benefits and what was actually going on in their kids' lives. So they started taking some classes too. Our chiropractor friend, Dr. Stephanie, says the same thing. A lot of, they'll bring in infants and they'll, the moms and dads will see how well she does with the infant. And yeah. they're like, yeah. oh, maybe I need, yeah. yeah maybe so I it's funny this, how it works yeah. that way. But they saw the value. Uh-huh. That's the beauty of For it. For sure. And it was the most rewarding thing. We actually got uh, rewarded honorable mention in Maggie Awards for Best Summer Camp, which was pretty cool for my yes, first you did. time. My first time just trying to play in the dark. I remember what it feels like to be that age. And I didn't have the means as a kid to be able to go and experience mm-hmm. summer camps. So kind of plugging that in and tapping into what could I bring into the community for these kids? Because they deserve it. They deserve something that's not just all, I mean, it's a little bit of academic. It's a little bit physical. It's a little bit, we did mindful crafts and more of what they can do on their day-to-day basis. Which yeah. is really special. And for those of you that don't know, the Maggie Award is an award that's given out by the Carrie Magazine. And there's about 50 small businesses um, per year that they, it's voters choice. Mm -hmm. So you don't pay to get that award. You can't bribe them to get that award. There's nothing that you can do to sway other than literally the community is voting and saying you're the best, which was one of the reasons why I wanted you to be our first female business owner on the show, (laughs) because I not only just being friends with Cameron and Alicia, I helped them buy and sell a house last year. I've watched them go through some huge life changes in this during all this stressful time that was happening, I've watched her just flourish as a business owner. And it's been amazing journey to watch. And she does really great stuff on social media. So if you haven't been following her, go out, follow Pura Vida, because she posts all sorts of really cool aerial yoga that she does, Mm -hmm. her performances that she does. So which leads me to my next question, which is how do you market your business? Um, I do it all through Facebook and Instagram, and I just do it all organically. I haven't paid for any advertising. I haven't done anything along those lines. I kind of am just shooting to the what I would like to see as a client. Like I know what I'm looking for as a client whenever I'm going to a studio or fitness community and times of day, substance of classes, um, and I'm just kind of catering to what I desire or what I hear from the community and what they like. And then I try to shoot for that whenever I'm networking. 
What, how did, oh, go ahead, yeah, Mike. No, I'm changing. I'm going a little off that. Because okay. I follow how did you learn to do the Instagram and Facebook? Did you take classes? Are you self-taught? No, I just taught myself. I started, whenever I started my yoga and aerial journey six years ago, I kind of started Instagram as kind of my fitness um, visual diary, just using it as a diary to see my progressions and my growth because I self-taught myself for yoga. So starting off in the comfort of my living room and seeing how inflexible I was. I was not athletic. I did not have any prior dance experience or anything along those lines. So let that be my progression. And then it became a thing and people were like, oh my gosh, can you teach me that? Can you teach me that? Can you teach me that? And then that started to grow over six years. And so I just learned a little bit more, educated myself just online. And that's kind of where it's come to be where it is now. So as you're out and about now Mm -hmm. as a small business owner in a community and people meet you and you tell them you own a yoga studio, and for people that don't do yoga, what kind of response do they give you? I get very mixed responses. <laughs> I get, how old are you? Are you old enough to have a business? That's always the first one. Um, and I, you do. You look young. Yes. You still get cards, don't you? I do. Yeah. All the time. Mm-hmm. And yes. then Cameron doesn't. They, yeah. He's got a beard and everything. And my students are like, Miss Alicia, are you just 18? And I'm yeah. like, no, I'm like 26. Thank you, though. <laughs> but I get mixed things. I, I, the most common things I hear from people are, I'm not flexible enough to take a class. I'm not strong enough. I'm not this. I'm not that. And what's different is I completely understand what that feels like. I came from the no athleticism. I came from having no flexibility at all, no strength, could not climb when I went to my first aerial class. I get it. So that's why I catered our community to a very beginner level community as well and try to show them that's a little bit different than maybe what you would see. And our classes are in levels so that a beginner would never feel, you know, intimidated by taking classes by the yogi next to them doing crazy handstands or backbending. You know, they're all in specific areas where they feel they need to be at and they won't be judged. And it's one of those educational moments where those classes are actually built for people just like exactly. that. Exactly. And so we're finally, I think we're getting to that place and moms are seeing, okay, I can go, I can actually go and take a class. Like I can take care of me if I need to go take care of me, which they deserve it. It's really hard to find classes for moms or for the stay at home moms or for, you know, people that are just in between during the day or this these random hours that we try to find something for them as well. Have you had any luck with a dad's or a guy's class to I, shut them up and show them that, hey, you've been wrong the whole time? Trust I love me. it when they come and try because then they're like, all right, I completely judged you. I completely thought this was going to be easy. Like my fiance, he's like, Psh, I got this. And then he gets in the fabric. He's like, I'm going to throw up. I can't do this. Um, so they yep. try it. They have the strength, but it's a completely different element. And we're finally getting more men in the community, which is awesome because I would love to have more men in the community. But it's kind of just that weird gray area. I right would now. love to get Scott in I to try that. to do a silk class because he came with me and did um, the regular yoga class. Mm-hmm. And when I told him we were going to take a yoga class, at first, I think he just agreed because it was you <laughs> and he wanted to help support you. Yeah. And he knew I really wanted to go and, and do this. But then, you know, because we work out together. Mm-hmm. But when we're working out, we're lifting weights. We're either running together. We're doing things where we're sweating and grunting. Mm-hmm. And it kicked his ass. Oh, man. Yeah, it does. He left there <laughs> and said, wow, that was one of the best workouts I've had. And he really, really enjoyed it. So I would love to see him. We just need to have like all the, yes. we need to have like all, all the, the husbands boys. and the fiancés yes. together. And, and as Trinity is the son, 
there are four groups of friends that are like moons that revolve around <laughs> Trinity and Scott. And they're right. You have three or four different groups of people you hang out with. Mm-hmm. If you got just the guys, you said, all right, if you had a, okay, 10 a.m. Saturday, let's mm-hmm. just pick that for this. And you just told everybody, we have a party. Here's where we're meeting. Both of you have to come, the the guy and the girl, and get the guys to get there. That would, I oh, mean, there's yeah. 50 people alone right there. Yeah. Easily. And they would have no idea they're getting themselves no, into. Huh? Come in your workout clothes yeah. and we're ready to party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that would be so much fun. <laughs> so what is, looking back on the day you open your, let's go like a month before you open the doors. Okay. What's the first best thing you did? to help your business? The first best thing I did, um, probably, so right before I opened, I was working with um, two sets of people, and I was working with the youth community, and I was working with my aerial um, adult teen community, and we were working together. I choreographed a sequence for each of them separately, and then they performed it at our grand opening. And so I kind of just made this a free event, just hoping hoping someone would someone come. Someone would show up. And that day, my room was so maxed out that people were standing on the benches outside of the studio just trying to watch and try to just see. That was probably the coolest thing, to watch these people come and support their kids, to come support their, you know, their girlfriend, their whoever was in the performance, their mom. And that was probably the most rewarding to see that it's not about me. It's not about me at all. I made this business to be about everyone else in community and watching that start at the beginning was the coolest thing. You know, you and Disney have one good thing in common, don't you? <laughs> oh yeah. What's that? It's about the kids. Because <laughs> yes. the kids, the parents got to drive. Mm, yes, exactly. Yeah. But you've also shown though with your camp, once the parents see the value with the kids, then they some of them become members. So yeah. you and Disney, great mm-hmm. thinkers. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and in terms of your competition, how did you decide and what things did you decide to do that were going to set you apart from the other aerial yoga studios in the triangle? Kids. kids. <laughs> That's a good segue is yeah. kids. A lot of people have a really hard time working with them. I guess it's a patience thing. And I'm the oldest of six kids. So it's like white noise hearing kids, honestly, (laughs) and working with them. Um, But it's, I love working with them. I love their creativity. I love their eagerness. I love their willingness. And um, so that's kind of what set the studio apart in general was starting with the kids program. The, the kids don't know any better. No. They just want to they just like just flip around yeah. and have fun. Yeah. And then they start to see, they start to see that confidence starts to build in different yeah. areas. And then the parents are coming up to me and like, they're working better in school. They're, they're <laughs> able to socially interact with people in a different way because they're performing in front of like a group of 50 or a hundred people that they don't know. And that's helping them. And so that was really cool. And that's kind of what set it apart too. And then also, the different ways that I set the programs apart. So having a specific designed program for here's your yoga classes and here are your levels for it. And we cater to that. Here is the aerial yoga. So this is more towards flexibility and feeling good and flowing. And then the sling program, which was very more acrobatic design for more intensity, if that's what you're looking for. So maybe more organization, (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. which I felt there was a lack of and where I was experiencing Great. So that's an amazing answer because we love to talk about organization uh, and processes. Right in her wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah. Like you two and know each you, other. <laughs> well, if you can be organized and you can yep. utilize that to set yourself apart from the competition, 
it's going to just give you such an edge and an advantage. Yeah, for sure. And knowing your mission, like knowing your knowing your mission as a business, knowing who you are as a business. Sometimes I felt that it was just so much being thrown at you. And I was like, what What are you as a business anymore? And so specifically, you know, okay, this is a yoga and this is an aerial and a wellness studio yeah. encompassing all of the elements. So what is your mission? Because that's one of my questions on my list. Yeah. Um, our mission is just to create a supportive and non-competitive competitive environment um, to work out in, to feel good in, and to move in and just create community that's that's our mission just i think you're achieving it mm-hmm. i hope so yeah. i think you, i am do you get a day off yet um not yet <laughs> working towards it working on some big projects this year and luckily i have an amazing staff that's making that a lot easier to do this year were you able to expand because you said when you started out as two classes a day mm-hmm. were you did you expand as you hired or did you expand, I'll staff it till I find somebody? Kind of both. Um, I was definitely stretching myself really, really thin, teaching every single day, morning, evening, night, um, afternoons, just all day. And then, so I started expanding and creating this class structure that I really wanted for the week. And then finally, I find some people that I could have them take over instead of me taking it. So it kind of was a both kind of. So you were able to delegate and elevate. Yes. So now that you are figuring out the delegation, figuring out how to find the right help, getting that help in place, retaining them, what are your goals for this year? My goal for this year is to expand our yoga community a little bit more. Um, the aerial community shot off. Like, it, it's it's fun, it's great, it's different, and everybody really um, enjoys it. I want everybody to remember that our studio is a yoga studio as well, and we take our yogic portion of everything into the air. So expanding the yoga community with some big projects we have coming up, um, we're going to be working on some more trainings and things along those lines to provide to the community some mm-hmm. more education and for the youth and for the adults um yeah we've got a lot going on I don't even know where to start where <laughs> endless list as you expand your reach within the community not only for to get clients but just to start educating and getting the word out to grow your business what kind of events locations groups are you looking to get in front of let's say just one night put a table there just to kind of start explaining to people who may not know what the value of yoga is. You were Mm -hmm. talking earlier that they don't think they're flexible enough. Yeah. So I, um, I'm in the shopping center, Parkside Town Commons in Cary, and so they host concerts and they host different types of events during the summer, um, in the warmer months, so providing some group fitness classes outside to educate a little bit more. We put up, we have an outdoor rig, so for the aerial portion of things, we can Mm -hmm. have the students or the teachers showcase their skills, and then that kind of attracts people because they're like, what is this big thing outside that people are hanging upside down from and so that's immediately like a good way for promotion that we try to gather people in and um, we've got another project where we're trying to work with the town of Cary and putting on this circus festival um, that usually happened in downtown Raleigh and really excited about that one it was called SparkCon and it happened every year in downtown Raleigh Um, things happen where it's not going to be particularly happening in downtown Raleigh but we're trying to segue it over to downtown Cary and so we've got some big projects going on Mm -hmm. with that as well hope 
hoping to um, have that at the end of September. And so that's going to be a little bit more of showing it's an all-day festival. It's free to the public. It's just to help expose our businesses. Mm -hmm. So it'll be studios like my studio, um, Triangle Circus Arts in Durham, um, some other places around the area. Just it's anybody from the Carolinas that want to come and join and perform and be a part of a show and make it more of a community event as well, just I'm, to showcase more of what we do. I'm yeah. There. Mike I'm, already wrote it down. He's I'm like, yeah. September, Spark Con, Gary, yes. got it. When you talk about people hanging in the parking lot or over the parking lot, I go back to your insurance point you made earlier. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. This is, this is why yeah. I don't have a day off yet. I got to work real hard to keep that up. <laughs> So obviously, you know how much I admire you, and it has been just one of the greatest joys to watch you bloom into the small business. What would you attribute to your current success? Because you realize most small businesses fail, yeah, and you are one of the few that's been able to make it through and not only um, are thriving in your business, but you also did it in a much shorter period of time. So what would you attribute that to? The word I feel like I've just said this whole time is community. My community has been everything. They have been my support system. It has grown since I've had, I mean, some of my students are, are now my teachers, uh, just the way that this whole dynamic has worked with this whole community and their friends becoming friends and coming into the studio and the support system of just word of mouth and the community. They've, they've done it. I couldn't have done it without them. They've helped me in every aspect. They've helped me to keep my sanity. They've helped me to promote classes. They've helped me to promote themselves. And it's just been them them they've done it all what advice do you give to somebody just starting or in back in the pre whitewater rafting stage uh, that you yeah. were in what what would you tell them now that you know what you know if this is something you really want to do believe in yourself definitely believe in yourself have faith um get yourself out there do your do your research get yourself networking but definitely believe in yourself more because the more that you have that confidence, even going in blindly, uh, it just, that helps set the tone a little bit differently. What would you tell women who may or may not think they can start their own business? You got this. You got this. <laughs> uh, it's, you know, having the, you know, already being just a female business owner kind of sets you up where people kind of have a mixed judgment on it. And for me, being a young female business owner definitely set that up for people not some people not believing in me and so believing yourself going back to that same thing and believing that you've got this because if you know your stuff then you know your stuff and it'll work out and you do yeah I know you my stuff kick ass I try I do <laughs> and we see this with people we talk to current clients or future clients they know their craft but they've never run a business yeah and that was the biggest yeah, hurdle right for sure and I feel that I did so much research on my you know, compete my competition, my other things that I value just in other parts of the country and see what makes them thrive, who are my mentors and what values from them, what have I learned from them, what did I see them succeed in and what can I kind of take from that into my own way. And that really was, there was a lot of research. So uh, what, How, do your, what do your siblings say? What do my siblings say? Yeah, they brag on you. Yeah, they do. Like, yeah, yeah. My, my big sis. Yeah, my little sister, she's kind of following my st footsteps, which is pretty cool. She's oh. a little yogi and teaches to her taekwondo crew. So she, it's Aww. pretty cool to watch that replicated in a 15-year-old. Very nice. <laughs> 
how often do you review your numbers, like your profit and loss statement or? Probably too much. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if that can exist. And I think that's probably one of the reasons that you're doing so well because you are paying attention to the numbers. Yeah, coming from someone that, you know, Cameron helped me a lot. My fiance, he is, he works in financials. So I didn't know a lot about financials before I knew the basics, but he definitely educated me on a lot of it. And so now just finding that balance in between, and he's actually a lot more corporate and then mm-hmm. I'm more small business. So I have to reel him into reality of what actual small business is. And then, you know, he kind of pumps me up for, you got this, you got this, you got this. And then we both blew each other, blew my mind of where I ended up. That's and a good mix though. Yeah, it, really it is. is. It, it's a great balance. He motivates me. And then I try to find where we can find that balance for both of us. Are there, has there ever been a time when you felt like quitting? Um, not quitting. I've just gotten to probably burnout of how do I keep going? Um, but I haven't wanted to quit yet. And I don't know if I will. I've got asked the question recently, if someone gave you X amount of money, would you sell your business right now? I immediately said, no, there's so much, so much I still have to give to this business that has so much potential and heart and I'm not ready to give it up yet. Has anybody in your family been a small business owner before? Um, no, not at all. Who did you turn to look to, to bounce some ideas or get some advice? Kind of just looked around the community. Um, did not come from that style family that had really um, business. I, you know, asked my fiance a lot of questions with him being in business relationships all the time. But mostly I just sought towards my mentors who I worked with, my teachers, my people that I've gotten certified through um, and really looked up to them into how they became a business owner and what made them succeed. All right. Last but not least, if you had one golden nugget or piece of advice for another small business owner that is coming to the end of their first year, Mm -hmm. what would that be? Um, Finding balance in your life (laughs) personally and in your work life, knowing, finding that balance just, it's, it's hard. You can kind of get caught up so much in work that you forget about your personal life too sometimes. So taking care of yourself self-care. Do you have those moments when you either you're in the office by yourself or you're at home by yourself and you go, you know what? It's pretty good. Uh-huh. I do that a lot. Sometimes good. I just turn off the lights and I, before class, I mean, you know, after good. class is done and I look and I'm like, I did this. And you I should. did this. You should yeah. because you did. Yeah. And it blows my own mind still to this day. <laughs> So we're, I, I see franchising somewhere. I don't know why I have this image in five years. We're going to look back and she's got locations all over the place. Uh, right? I already have a mental picture of Alicia on Shark Tank. <laughs> like this is happening. She's getting the money. I don't know who's going to come in, but I'm. it's probably going to be Mark. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah. I, I think it's, I think that this is something that we will see continue to flourish and grow and your business is um, just going to continue to take off here in the triangle and maybe beyond. I hope so. December, 2020, what, how would you measure that as a, as a successful year? A successful year to me is just the growth and seeing how it expands, seeing how differently uh, how much we've changed and what the community is actually wanting and looking for, because that's what we're trying to cater towards. So I feel that we've played this game in year one of just trying to figure out 
our foundation. Mm-hmm. And now we found our foundation. So now to segue that to what does more of the community want and how can we mesh that into our mission, us in general, and watch that grow in and of itself for the community. You know what Cameron's going to tell his buddies in five years, right? <laughs> I was there on the ground floor, boys. I saw this the whole uh-huh. way. I saw it coming. Oh, yeah. Not a surprise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's going to retire from his bank job and be like, He's be the, that's he, my sugar mama. Oh, yeah. oh, no, he's joked about that. He's like, you're going to be the, the big bucks. You're going to be the one. I'm going to be the stay-at-home dad. But I was just going to say, just, him and Scott are going to be yeah. over mm-hmm. there doing Play their dates. aerial Check, yeah. play dates, daddy and me yoga. <laughs> but those... And we talk about the small business life all the time, and Mm -hmm. we say it's not for everybody. But if you activate it and you're all in, but those are the dreams people have. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're wonderful, Mm -hmm. aren't they? Mm -hmm. Uh, He's got got five. He's got a a better five-year plan than you do right now. Yeah, he does. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it has been absolutely lovely having you on our show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I appreciate you coming in. I'm very proud of you. Congratulations again on your Maggie Award. Thank you. And for the spectacular studio that you've put together, the community that you are growing, which um, I'm just honored to be a part of. And maybe we're going to get Mike over there to do some yoga soon. I I do need to talk to you because I've got to figure out my, we've gone long enough without me mentioning my grandson, Oliver, who is 27 pounds, and I refuse to quit picking him up. Oh, yeah. So I've got to prepare on the front end to go visit and then recoup on the back end. So I think that's <laughs> where you, you. May, you may come into oh, play yeah. for me. I've so, got you on that. Uh, give, give the website again. It is puravidastudionc.com. Spell that for everybody. P U R A V I D A. S-T-U-D-I-O-N-C.com. On this podcast, we love to entertain and educate, and we have educated everybody out there today who thinks that yoga is not for them. Exactly. Yoga is for everyone. It is. It's for everyone. If I can do it, if I can get my little butt up in those slings, anyone can. Mm -hmm. And for those that are afraid of the slings, your um, beginner yoga classes are just anyone can do them. Yes. You've got the blocks there. We've You've got, got everything all the tools that you need. That you would need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would like to mention that if you enjoyed this podcast, if you loved listening with us, if you enjoyed hearing us talk with Alicia about her successes, we are always looking for other fun people to come on and enjoy being a guest on our podcast. So if you want to be a, po- a guest on our show, go ahead and send us an email info at wired to change with the number two.com. We are also available on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, anywhere that you want to be. We would love for you to come follow us, like us, and join us in the conversation as we help engage our community and um, support other small business owners. And meet successful owners like Alicia. And we appreciate you being on the show today. Best of luck for 2020. Thank you so much for having me. And we'll talk to you next time on our Wired to Change podcast.